Okay, welcome to episode 54 of the United Pubcast. Probably the earliest we've ever done one. It's currently, it's not even 10am, but um, we thought we'd take advantage of a rare win and a rare sort of goal fest. Um, actually, before we start though, um, we just literally just before we went online, um, the news came through, and obviously not football related, but um, the passing of Kobe Bryant and his daughter in the, in the helicopter crash, which is... Like tragic when you think about it, and just yeah, it just goes to show like it brings back the memories of what a year ago, two years ago, the Leicester City owner in the helicopter crash, and obviously we're coming up to the um the Munich anniversary in two weeks, so um yeah, very sad news when we woke up this morning, eh? Yeah, mate. Um, look, just shows life's fragile and be kind to each other. It's really as simple as that. Um, Kobe Bryant, like growing up one of the legends of like when you talk about Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Maradona, the greatest of all time in football, that was Kobe Bryant um, in his sport. So rest in peace to him and his daughter. Yeah. So I know nothing about basketball, but from looking from the outside and just seeing what people say, like you could tell he was one of the sort of the greats, but not just on the court, but off the court, like some of the things he did. And um, yeah, I just say extremely sad. Um, Well, we might as well get into it. Um, usually after a game, we just sort of touch on the game a little bit and then talk about the bigger issue, mainly because we don't want to sort of dwell on how bad it was. But it was a rare 6-0 game, so we're going to discuss it and discuss it at length because we're going to take advantage of it. Um, before the match, I was not confident at all. I had us going out. I thought it was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Come on, Tom, be an optimist. What made you think we could lose? Wouldn't that no, just everything? Just it were written in the stars. I would have preferred Watford away than Tranmere. The pitch, our form, everything. And I was really, really worried. And I'm definitely not the only one. I, I don't know what the odds were saying, but I was shitting it that we were going out. Yeah, well, it was nice to see a win. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, and, like, you know, it was. I, mean, I was saying this to you before. I mean, if if like, let's get the one bit of negativity out of the way, right? Because this is a happy podcast. It's Monday morning. Want to be positive? The second half was a little bit of a bludger, all right. And the pitch was a bit shit to look at. But other than that, very good game. I think it's um, probably and- a good thing the second half was a bit boring because um, it is a game that it does sort of sap the energy and take a lot of energy out of you. The game was obviously won at five nil. You yeah. do have to take your foot off the pedal a little bit. It is, sometimes can be frustrating because you sort of you get greedy and you you can smell the goals. There's more there to be have, but yeah, it's probably a good thing it was a little bit boring and took the foot off the gas a little bit. Well, considering yourself um, and myself are the next players in line to get a start for United, given the injury crisis, yeah, um, uh, yeah I'm happy with the team taking their foot off the gas. Well, in regards to the injury, well, not so much the injury crisis, but the what forced the team selection. Now, when I woke up and I saw it was a 3-5-2 and Phil Jones was at the heart of defence again, um, Matic and Pereira in midfield, it didn't it didn't ease my concerns that it was going to be a long afternoon for United. But um, I'll just get your thoughts on gen- just the general team selection and the formation before I have my say, because I thought it worked a treat and I t- sort of Solskjaer got it bang on, even though he drew a lot of criticism um, in the hour leading up to kickoff, I thought he got it bang on. Yeah, I mean, I always thought we were going to attack the game. Like, I never go in with a view of 
this formation is defensive or saying anything like that because any formation can be either offensive or defensive. It just comes down to the team and the way you want to use that formation, right? comes down to the, <clears throat> excuse me, the mentality of the team. He played throughout the game, showed that, <laughs> that by all means. Like, Harry Maguire was in the box more than he was defending, particularly in that first half. So, um, look, really happy with how it worked. Um, I really thought it freed up Martial and Greenwood, particularly. That they were the real beneficiaries of that formation. Um, and, and it really meant that uh, Tranmere were forced to attack us wide. Um, yeah. So when you're thinking about a counter-attack, because that's how teams would generally get at us, um, it meant that they would have to have some quality out there. It was really smart tactically. Well, really just what, the, the two things you mentioned there in regards to Marshall and Greenwood sort of almost playing as a pair and the way Maguire was able to sort of free himself and drive with the ball. I think, and look, I'll put it down to design, so you have to give Solskjaer credit whether it was by design or not. But having sort of Delo and Luke Shaw played that high, sort of as sort of, sort of traditional wingbacks, sort of in midfield, it really sort of, it stretched what was a narrow pitch. So it's a very narrow pitch, but he really stretched it and allowed Maguire sort of almost to play as a left back, and Lindelof almost played as a right back with Jones in the middle. And um, it came from that first goal. Luke Shaw was hugging the touchline, which gave Harry Maguire so much room. The two strikers were occupying, because that allowed Marshall and Greenwood to play up front. And that occupied the centre halves, and that allowed Harry Maguire to drive through into that space, and absolutely pulled the trigger into the top corner. Hey, seriously, that strike was out of this world. I did not know he had that in his locker. Um, I'm happy for him as well. Yeah, and here's the thing, right? Like people were criticising uh, Lingard and Delo for their the way that they reacted to their goals. Like, look, football's there to be enjoyed. It doesn't matter if you're versing the under sixes and it doesn't matter if you're playing the champions league final if you're scoring goals i am all for you celebrating it and enjoying it um and i had no issue with that whatsoever but back on the he got a, yeah he got a lot of criticism for it. what did he celebrate he put his hands out he, he was he didn't run to the corner and take his shirt off or anything i, I saw he got a lot of criticism for that i, I thought it was People very are, sort of he toned it down he didn't want yeah. to celebrate humans are strange mate really honestly it's like they refuse to let people be happy um, but look, I was happy for if I if I put a ball in the back of the net the way he did. Seriously, I, I would have had my shirt off and I would have I would have made more of a mud stain than Phil Jones did. Well, uh, Phil Jones only took him what three minutes to get absolutely filthy. But seriously, did Phil Jones find his level? Because <laughs> he did not look defending against Tranmere at all. Look, we'll touch on this before. We'll go through the goals. That was Maguire's first goal. We'll, we'll eventually yeah. get to Jones's goal. But I think one of the things I want to touch on is, that, and I know you make it sort of a light-hearted joke of it, but a lot of the on when you're following on Twitter and Facebook is, oh, this player found his level. Obviously directed at players like Jesse Lingard and Phil Jones. Oh, they found their level. Well, if they found their level, they're not going to be winning 5-0. There would be nil all if they're finding their level. They'll sort of cancel each other out. And I think, again, I know a lot of it is sort of banter and shit banter, to be honest. But um, yeah. I, I feel bad for them because I thought they were very good, Phil Jones and Jesse Lingard. And they're sort of obviously not in current form. And maybe Phil Jones, it's a few years of bad form. But they're both international footballers. And um, yeah, their level is not Tranmere, which is the bottom of League One. They're Premiership footballers. And um, it definitely did show. But Phil Jones on that pitch did look at home in terms of the dirt, the mud. Um, 
typical English question. <laughs> he, he did look at home, to be honest. If we're talking about the goals, can we just say the, the Phil Jones celebration? It was the most <laughs> Phil Jones celebration I've ever seen. Well, he didn't know what to do. He said, should I be happy? Are people going to criticise me? Did it actually go in? He had 15 things going through his mind. Ended up making a tribute to the Wiggles. <laughs> Um, before we get in, because that's a unique goal, actually, the Phil Jones goal off a corner. But before we um, get to the Jones goal, Diego Delo, who I thought Brilliant. big candidate for a man of the match. Mate, yeah. I'm actually starting... Before, when people were saying, oh, you know, move him to the wing, I was like, no, he's a right back. He's just maybe not a very good one. I'm, I'm all for moving him to the right wing now, honestly. Like, the way he gets forward and the trickery he has and that finish... Like, you could do a lot worse than putting him on the right wing, really. I I agree, obviously, and I know you don't mean long-term. I think you obviously do need to do better. I would play him on the right in that attacking sort of position if there is a a player ahead of him. And I don't don't mean sort of he's playing right mid and there'd be a right winger. But if he's going to play that attack in right position, he needs two strikers. He he needs someone else who can occupy the space with him because he he doesn't have the ability to go really past someone with pace. So I think even double up, he's he's quite good at drawing a defender and playing a 1-2, etc. But um, if he'll play a traditional 4-3-3, I don't think he'd be a right winger. But um, if he he has players in and around him there, I think, yeah, obviously do need to upgrade and improve and get someone who can play that role. But in, in terms of what we got, he's sort of... He always surprises you a little bit. He never lets you down when he's in that um, attacking position. So he's defensively, which you sort of raise questions. Exactly. Like even today, like he, he, those moments where he's been caught out. It just, I don't know. It's weird. Like I know United um, have released previously, you know, the, the speeds of the players in our squad. Um, I think and that Delo's was Lukaku, actually up not there. United. Hey. I think that was Lukaku leaking it, not United. Yeah, potentially. But Delo was up there. Uh, Delo was one of the quickest uh, in the team um, when, when you looked at that. So it's very strange that when you see him defensively, he always gets caught on the turn. Yeah. Seems very slow to get back. Um, yeah, but look, yeah, great goal. Like, great trickery. Yeah, I think a lot of people, and myself included, almost sort of blinded by the fact that he actually played very well. But actually, you look at the goal in isolation. It was a cracking goal. A really good feat, great finish, and... Um, yeah, fully deserved. Was that his first game this season or second game this season? Been a um, since he's, he's had cameos off the bench and he's definitely started a game some, at some point maybe early in the season. Yeah, but, maybe early in the season. Yeah. He, had a few. he has not played a lot of football, no. Um, but it's good. I think one of the best things for Delo's before, or not Delo's performance, but Delo's inclusion is it definitely gave um, Wan a rest um, ahead of the upcoming game. So, again, um, good management of the squad there by Solskjaer, which he. You, could, you can, even in this um, team selection, you can criticise a little bit. But in terms of the Mate, right back spot, you, you could, got right uh, If you could merge Delo and Juan Basaka into one person, what a yeah. player. You'd honestly have the best fullback in the world. <laughs> Actually, he would be up there. Um, okay, the Delo goal. Now, one that started to break Twitter um, when Jesse Lingard cut inside. Um, I was happy for him. A lot of people sort of criticise him for the goal, and he is one who did celebrate. But again, if I score for Man United, I'm celebrating. Yeah, um, again, I thought, cracking goal. He actually thought he played really well. He played you know? very well. I really did. Yeah, um, got forward and really freed up the, again, freed up the strikers, went up the middle. Um, Lingard's really intelligent. He's a really intelligent footballer. Just knows where to occupy space. Um, and, and people don't give him credit for that. 
Like, yes, he's he's been... Look, don't get me wrong. He has been proper shit this year. But he, in terms of his movement and the way he reads the game, I think he's very intelligent. Um, so from that perspective, got no issues with him. And I'm happy for him. Like, hopefully that can... It can be a catalyst for him to kick on and have a positive end to the season. Because if he can do that and chip in with some goals... Um, or even just have good performances in those big games because they're going to come up. We still haven't gone to City, um, you know, in the league. <laughs> Don't worry about the cup. Uh, we still need to go to... Uh, no, sorry, we have those last one. There, there are a few big games coming yeah. up. So he's going to have his time and hopefully he can play well. Yeah, well, again, we mentioned at the start in terms of finding his level or not. And um, look, Jesse Lingard's career might very well be away from Manchester United and very well that, that could come to an end soon. You don't know what's going to happen at the end of this January transfer window. But um, considering the abuse he has got in recent weeks, I was um, yeah, very happy for him to grab that goal. Uh, moving on, who we just touched on earlier, but Phil Jones um, scores from a corner. All right, did he intend that technique? Because if he did, that's brilliant. But if he didn't... <laughs> I'd have to look back. It. I actually kind of forget. I know it was a looping cross and he just sort of loops it back. So I'd have to actually look sort of where he was positioned, etc. But it might just be a case of he just getting the ball back into that area. Yeah. Uh, look, again, uh, happy for him. Yeah, he's not a United player. We all know that. But good goal. Um, and overall, he wasn't too bad today. Yeah, you know what? A... For a bloke who just has memes made out of him and gets the absolute piss taken out of him, I'm happy for him. Let him enjoy it. And you know what? Big credit because he gave a shout-out to the Wiggles. Sorry, what was that? Big credit to him because he gave a tribute to the Wiggles. Oh, yeah, you're saying the celebration. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure that'll be his new meme when they move on from all these faces. They'll chop up some things with that celebration and the goal. But I just say, <laughs> fair play to him because... Um, he is a player, and look, we criticise him more than anyone, so um, fair play to him. And to score off a corner, which simply doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, now back on to one who definitely meant it, um, Anthony Martial. Oh, mate. That was Tony Martial at his peak. That finish was brilliant. Honestly, I, that was my favourite goal this morning. Uh, that finish was unreal. There's a few that, similar goals. The Maguire, Lingard and Martial goal, semi-similar, I thought. Well, Martial's one was just the way he's just looked up and put a real curl. Um, he it did was, one it was right similar. In the corner. Yeah, um, he did one similar against Everton. Was it last season? Like um, when he just took one touch and he just nails it in. He, he, he's he scored got a few like that, especially depth. in his first season. He scored a lot of those sort of curl into the far post. It, it's a position on the sort of in and around the box. He does sort of fancy himself. When he can square yeah. up a defender, he's got that technique. I remember the best I ever saw at it was. Um, Delpierre, but just when you stand a player up on the left-hand side of the box, a lot of people always relate it to a left-footer. It's usually a left-footer who does it, like Messi or Arjen Robin sort of thing. You don't really associate it with right-footers too much, but um, Martial is one player who, when he gets in there, that's his first sort of his first goal is to see if he can bend it into the far post. Yeah, um, yeah, outstanding. I've got nothing more to add on it. Well, on that goal, just before we move on. Um, I don't know how accurate it is. I don't know. I saw it on Twitter, um, so I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say it's true. But it's the first time we've scored five goals in the first half since the Arsenal 6-1 game back in 2000, 2001, where Dwight York scored a hat-trick, which is wow. unbelievable. And it's the I'm first, just trying to have a quick think. And it, yeah, it's the first time right. we've scored six away from home since Newcastle, where that was would have been 2003, I think 
where on Paul Scholes scored a hat trick. So games like this, regardless of the opposition, they don't come around too often. So you do have to enjoy it, and that is why we are um, talking about all these goals because you don't know the next time they're going to come around. Can we give a um, Andy Midden wrote on Twitter? Um, so I just want to add your a statistic to that. United have never conceded six in a game ever. Oh, where he's having the go at um at uh, Man City. Who? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> actually, how did City go? They played in the FA Cup, didn't they? Um, uh yeah, they've they've gone through. Um, I don't even recall who they burst, but yeah, I think they yeah. won by two goals. Yeah. Um, and on to that was five. So Mason, actually, yeah, the penalty Mason Greenwood got on the score sheet. I thought Greenwood had a. A relatively quiet but a pretty solid game I thought I think everything he did was right it was almost a very sort of like a mature performance it's sort of everything that he did sort of did it sort of six seven out of ten and um was rewarded with the goal I was worried when the penalty was given that Andreas Pereira was going to take the ball but um glad to see Greenwood step up and as he usually does takes the penalty on his weaker foot well, is it even a weak foot though? Like he's he's he strikes with the right foot as good as he does with the left. Honestly, he's... that's the thing. He's he's left foot. Well, you'd say he's predominantly left footed when he gets the ball yeah. out of his feet. It's to the left hand side to shoot. But um, yeah, his, penal- his penalties and free kicks. He t- he's dead ball. He takes from it with his right foot, which is very unique. Yeah, and it makes it very hard for goalkeepers to study him that way. Yeah. I think in as his career develops you'll find that he'll, he might actually start switching it to his left because goalkeepers do their homework on penalty takers. Hey, good luck trying to read him. You don't know what foot he's going to hit. Well, I've seen one in the under-18s where he did take a left-footed, so he definitely has it in his locker and just maybe whatever he feels like on the day. The only thing I want to say about Greenwood, and it's not a criticism by any means, but he's had moments of brilliance. He's got 10 goals this season, which is an outstanding return. The only thing is, I just want to see him, ha- instead of going from being good, I just want to see him have a game where he's really good. Yeah. Like, when Rashford broke in, Rashford wasn't just scoring goals, he was being brilliant. I want to see an element of that from Greenwood. Oh, yeah, I get that. And I, I know you're sort of, it's nowhere near, it's, no, it's not even a thought of a criticism, but um, I think it's a little bit greedy. Like, I, I, and I, I know what you mean, and I've had the same feeling. But um, I'm sure that'll come. Like, what would you rather? No doubt, would, yeah. would you rather match-winning goals? Uh, obviously, the sixth goal in an FA Cup match against Trent is not a match winner. But um, would you prefer fantastic performances or getting your name on the score sheet and sort of impacting the result? But I, I, oh, I, I know no doubt, mean. yeah. Um, anything else on the actual game before we get into three, two, ones? Um, it was just no, not really, mate. It was just one of those games that was there. Uh, we dominated the first half, took our foot off the gas, um, and it looked very professional performance. Just hopefully, I just wanted that pitch to just wanted the game to get done without anyone getting injured. But uh, a little shout out to Eric Bay. Nice to see him uh, get back on, and hopefully he can come back to fitness because I think he's one of our better centre backs. I really do. I think should he get fit, healthy, and in some form again, I think he's in our strongest lineup. Did Eric Bay come on? Um, I'm certain he did. Who didn't were the he? subs? I know Chong and um, who came on. Chong and Fred came on. Um, I don't know, but maybe he did. Maybe who came on for Maguire? Um, oh, uh, I'm having Maguire, a look. Yeah. Well, it was it was four a.m. Maybe I'm just having rocks in my head. I've definitely seen him on the bench. He was on the bench. I saw that. Um, actually, while you're checking the team sheet to see who did come on, one thing I did want to touch on or just bring up. Um, 
as we mentioned at the start of the game, at the start of the podcast, it was a very sort of potentially banana skin sort of type game. But I thought the main uh, the performance was good, the individual performance was good. I thought Solskjaer got it bang on. The main thing though was the attitude, because so many games I've played in games like that where where sort of really good players and you sort of go to a lower division team who sort of they don't get paid, they have to pay their own registration, etc. And I've been in a team who's come down to a local park when we've had A-League players and like ex-Socceroos playing our team and you just can't get going. The other team is on top of you. You just can't get your game going and you see what you see. You see the old-fashioned cup set where you get knocked out and a lot of it, you can almost pretend or you try and psych yourself up to make sure you are prepared but even that it's not real like because you do just naturally lack that motivation when you go to a place like that you try and psych yourself up and pretend make sure it doesn't happen that almost has a, a negative effect and sort of puts a little bit too much pressure you try a little bit too hard um but i thought the attitude and i don't want to put it down to harry Maguire, but i thought harry Maguire's performance and again it's not in a yeah do or die um sort of huge occasion sort of of a match but um i thought his performance was a very sort of captain's like performance and just in regards to just the mental approach to the game i thought i thought that was the reason we sort of not only performed well but got the result was the attitude was right because so often we've seen games like that where we do question the attitude and the motivation of the players yeah 100 percent agree and it was a real league like performance from Maguire in saying that, yes, we do acknowledge the opposition, but I hope he can really step up now because he was really poor against Burnley and uh, we're going to need him to start being a captain. He's, he's been given that responsibility. I'm sure he can do it, but he's going to need to lift his... You there? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Did I drop good. off? No, I thought I lost you. thought I lost you, mate. Um... Well, we might as well then go into three, two, ones. Um, who's your shout? Also, Bay did not come on. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I stand corrected. Yeah, it was Chong, Fred, and who am I thinking? Brendan Williams. Brendan Williams came. On. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah, don't listen to Larry on substitutions, everyone. Um, three, two, ones. Any shout for man of the match? Um, I think Maguire gets the three for me. See, I was going to, but I th- just going through the game, just as we're talking about, I think that might be harsh on Delo. Cons- considering Maguire only played just a little bit over a half, I thought Delo had the full match. Um, yeah. I, look, but, I'm just, I've got that, oh, he's a centre-back, but he, he scored a rocket. <laughs> yeah, no, look, there's I'm, a bit I'm of I'm all for Delo. No, I'll well, meet you in the middle there, mate. Well, I thought Maguire probably had the better game, but as I said, he only did it for half. So, um, yeah, I don't know on that one. Um, flip a coin. Um, you're, you're a better person than I am, mate. So I'll give you Delo for three. Oh, that's nice of you. Thank you very much. Okay, Delo. So Maguire will get um, the two points, obviously, and you can have free choice of the one point. It's funny with games like this, isn't it? You could honestly just give it yeah, to anyone. You make a case for anyone, easy. Uh, well, what? again, Tony's played like half a game, so I don't want to. Well, on the and again, it is nothing to go by because we've discussed United's online um, community. But the Man United Twitter account gave it to Jesse Lingard. You know what? Let's give it to Jesse. Jesse Lingard. It's probably just about all he'll get from United fans. So yeah, no, exactly. Well done, Jesse. You've made it on the board. Actually, I think he's got a few points this season. I think the Astana game, <laughs> yeah, got three points. But um, okay, enough about the game. Um, it's been a good twenty minutes about. 
positive football for once. So hopefully everyone enjoyed that little bit of a sort of a unique treat. Um, now to bring us back down to earth, latest on the transfers. Is there anything, or is it simple inactivity as usual? Well, um, as much as I don't like him, I listen to his podcast. Uh, Duncan Castles um, claims that the Fernandez deal is still on. Um, there is still ongoing negotiations um, between United and Sporting. United have increased their offer um, to around £46 million up front. Um, but Sporting are actually expecting another team to meet their evaluation uh, before the transfer window closes. So it's a wait and see. I think that's a bit of a code for Jose Mourinho. Come and get him. Potentially. That's honestly how I took it. Um, but look, hopefully we can get the deal over the line. We need it. Could you yeah, imagine I mean, the reaction if Jose Mourinho signs him in the next couple of days? Well, if Ed Woodward wants to sign a PR specialist and doesn't like hearing songs about him getting chopped up, then they're only going to get louder. Get the deal done, mate. Is there anyone else? Obviously, Bruno Fernandez does look like, if there is going to be a deal, it looks like it will be that one. But um, there is a little bit of talk now about a striker, whether it be a loan option or sort of an elder player, etc. There is that potential for... So I, I think the Cavani deal or not fell through. I don't know if we're ever in for him, but Cavani looks he's off to where is it? Atletico Madrid. Um, any other strikers? Well, we haven't been linked. I mean, well, the ones we have been linked with, I don't think there's anything in it. Um, the, yeah. uh, the the fellow who played for Leicester. Um, Slomani, yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah. Sorry, mate, I'm still waking up here. Um yeah, there's there's no link there. If you like, all the respected journos have said there's nothing there. Um, I, who knows? Honestly, mate, who knows? We could pull one out. Remember when we signed Falcao? I did not hear a damn thing about Falcao, and then it just happened. So yeah, well, I think the same thing just happened with Arsenal. They've just signed this Brazilian. Actually, I think he's Spanish, but he played in Brazil. Hasn't been a murmur about him the whole window, and just overnight he's on his way to London. So sometimes, which never seems to happen with United. I think, as you said, Falcao was the last one. But um, sometimes deals can happen like that. They just appear out of nowhere. And um, again, I wouldn't be holding my breath for that to happen. But um, I'm sure the next podcast might be after the window closes. I don't know. When is the City game is on... Thursday morning for us. So. Which is... I've just got the thing up here, which is... 30th of January. So, so the window will still be open. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure we'll be discussing Bruno Fernandes at length on the next podcast. Um, one thing before we wrap up, because I think it's all just about done now, um, the game after that, the game after the City game, our 14th match of the season against Wolves, um, before, <laughs> b- before we draw them in the two-legged Europa League match in the round of 16, um, to take that up to 16 games this season, there is talk of this walkout. Now, I think that's great. That's good. Everyone, If everyone got behind it, fantastic. It's something. It's a step in the right direction at Fans United for sort of one cause. However, the 58th minute, which I can see the pros and cons, but the 58th minute on that game, that is the game, the sort of the tribute match, the game at Old Trafford closer to the Munich anniversary. I've seen cases for both say, well, it's a sort of throwback to th- think what the Buzzy Babes would be feeling about the club in its current state, etc., but I just can't get behind doing it in that game, in that minute. I just think it's the, just the wrong time, I think. I understand. Um, I understand that sentiment. I think 
if you get like, I don't I don't know why whoever it's come from I don't know why they've decided it, it's to come from minutes. just a random not with a big following just with a, a random guy on Twitter um, from what I can see I've sort of gone through an article here or there to try and sort of strip back the layers to find where it has come from and it's come from a guy with I don't know 500 or a thousand followers or something and it's taken off I think the Daily Mail picked it up sort of thing and it's mainly in the news articles rather than run sort of by fans online so um, it is a really weird one, but um, I just in that match, the the match where it's the closest, there'll be the minute silence regarding Munich. Um, I just can't get behind doing it in that game. Do it the next week. Um, the tra- nothing's going to change. The window's closed, so nothing's going to change. Um, the Glazers aren't going to sell <laughs> in the middle of February. I just think get, give it a week, and then it can sort of gain a little bit more, more momentum. Then um, more people can get behind it. More people can be aware. Um, I just don't feel comfortable with doing it in the 58th minute of that match. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, <clears throat> I'm sure that there'll be a moment silent before kickoff. And, um, you know, perhaps, like the thing is, you can't orchestrate this to be perfect. And, and that's my biggest issue with it. Like, if you had, let's say, you agreed half the stadium 100% were on board to do this, you clap on in the 58th minute, you do it, and then everyone walks out. Like, that could work. But I just don't like the way that it's very ad hoc. And we don't know how many people are going to back this. So, with what you're saying, I do agree. Maybe it's a little bit ill-timed. Yeah, it's hard. And I'm sure there'll be... Um, it's still a while away. We've still got the City game before that and then the Wolves game. But, um, obviously, just regarding Munich, um, we will be doing a podcast. We'll release it on the 6th of February um, about Munich. We don't know what we'll discuss yet, but... Um, Something regarding Munich, whether we look back at some of the players, etc. Um, if anyone has any ideas, please get in touch, let us know. Um, or if you want to actually come on the podcast, feel free. As I said, this one is done online with Larry and I, just using Discord. So hopefully the audio has come through fine again. Um, so if you do want to chat, if you're not in Sydney and want to come on, you just all you need to do is create a Discord account. Um, it's easy enough. And have internet. Um, internet occasionally helps that does help um, <laughs> but if um, Larry and I can do it we're absolute amateurs with this it takes us seven hours to get set up but um, if we can do it I'm sure you can or if you are in Sydney um, and want to meet up at the pub feel free because um, there is a gap I think there's a gap from the 3rd of February or 2nd of February etc to um, to about the 18th unless, unless an FA Cup game drops in there but I think we've got two, a bit over two weeks without a game with that sort of introduced uh, winter break. So um, I'm sure we'll be knocking out a few podcasts there regarding sort of the Munich podcast. Um, we might look back, do one of those career um, podcasts, look back at a player's career. So if you have a favourite player you want to discuss for an hour or so over a beer, um, feel free. I'm sure I'd love to join you. Um, anything further to add, Larry? Nothing to add, mate. Um, let's enjoy this one. Your city and embarrass us. On I think that's the thing. You've got, you've got to enjoy it. It was good to actually discuss in a game rather than sort of... Because the the bigger issues are still there. They're probably more prevalent than ever. But, um, yeah, those goals don't come around often. When you score six, you have to take advantage and enjoy it. So I am off again to watch the highlights. Um, not the highlights, just the goals, really. Um and just soak it in because, as I said, they don't happen every day. The last time we scored five and a half was the Arsenal match back in 2001, and last time we scored six away was 
when Paul Scholes was in his prime in 2003. So, um, again, thank you, everyone, for listening. Get in touch if you want to go on the podcast. Um, would love a different voice, so don't have to listen to Larry. And, yeah, make sure you're following on Facebook and Twitter at United Pubcast. Um, same on all your podcast apps. So we will chat to you after the semi-final against Man City next week. Cheers. We want Let's go!